A word to the wise. This episode contains spoilers for Little Big Planet 2. Listener discretion is advised. On this week's episode of Electronic Fun, I'm joined by the nifty table to dive deep into Media Molecule's creative puzzle platformer, Little Big Planet 2, and Times Square bootlegs. So please, join me. Let's have some fun. No, no syncing. It automatically syncs up. Damn. It's that, it's, fellas, it's that easy. It's just that easy, everybody. It's just that easy. Oh. I I just found a side hustle that no one is taking advantage of. (laughs) God, I hate those fucking things. They're so funny. Uh, I just found a side hustle that can make serious money and nobody is using it. Nobody is talking about this. Hello. Welcome to Electronic Fun. It's me, uh, Lex Shatterball, and I'm Ooh. here with uh, the Nifty Table. That's me. That's you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nif- Nifty and I haven't had a whole lot of one-on-one conversations. Uh, yeah. Which is going to be very interesting. Uh, oh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a great episode. It's going to be a great episode because we're talking about... Uh, I don't remember when this game came out. All the little big planet games run together in my mind. Uh, um, we're talking about Little Big Planet Two, which was released in 2011 for the PlayStation ooh. Triple, PS Triple. Yup, that's true. And let's let's just immediately go off to the first question that I ask of everybody: Nifty, who right. are you? How would you describe yourself? Uh, I. Uh, all right. Well, uh, my name is Nolan David. I am a, a an actor and a voice actor. Um, I, all, all the actual like projects I'm in right now are not out, uh, but you might know me from that TikTok audio of the guy going, Michael, don't leave me here. You did that's that? Me. You, that's you? me. Yeah, no, that's me. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> that's <Whoa>. me, baby. It's <laughs> like finding that's... out Alfred was Eggman. Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm a silly little guy who talks into a microphone a lot. Uh, I stream sometimes, but not often enough for me to call myself a streamer. <laughs> you draw, you draw funny pictures of America's sweetheart Betty Blast. Yeah, America's sweetheart. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, like like this is good. I've said before about a million times. Like every time somebody, one of my friends is on, my friends do a lot of different things. Every jack of all trades. Yeah. Uh, that, that's I feel I feel like especially that when we get to the final episode of the season where we get Robbie on, that's going to be a very common thing because oh, Robbie yeah. has done a lot of stuff. Yeah, we are uh, we, we are a very skilled bunch of people. <laughs> this is true. This yeah. is true. Uh, but how, let, let's before we start talking about Little Big Planet itself, Little Big Planet Two to be mm. specific. Uh, let's sort of roll back the clock and talk about how your relationship with games began. Did you have like a lot of games when you were a kid? Did you not have any until you were older? Stuff like that. What, what's your sort of history? Uh, so I basically uh, lived a good bit. Well, you know, a, a, 
an all right amount of my early years without knowing what the fuck a video game was. Awesome. Um, up until one time where I don't remember what fucking year this was. This must have been like 2003 or four, maybe. Uh, or maybe like five or six. It, it It's somewhere in the early 2000s when I when I took a trip uh, to Chicago uh, for uh, for Christmas. And my cousins had a little thing called a GameCube. Uh, and I sat there and watched them play Mario Kart Double Dash and Super Smash Bros. Melee. And uh, my... But I, 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 my brain fucking shattered i was like whoa <laughs> like the, this was a completely unseen world for me and i was like oh my god they got a cool dinosaur guy in here wow like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, you, so like you had just never like known what a video game was no, I, I i i i was completely like it was completely alien to me up until i, I up until i watched fucking mario kart <laughs> mario kart double dash yeah dude it's a hell of an introduction yeah uh yeah so after that you what happened uh basically uh even though we're talking about a playstation game i would describe myself as uh primarily like a nintendo fan uh so i mostly just kind of I don't know, I, like, I would play Smash Brothers, and I would be like, what the fuck is this guy from? And then I would, like, Google fucking, like, Legend of Zelda or something. And then I would, like, read up on a bunch of this stuff and watch a bunch of YouTube videos and accidentally find a lot of porn. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and just be like, wow, I know what this game is now. And then I, like, I, I, I like played Twilight Princess for a while. Uh, but I stopped after I became a dog, and I was like, this sucks! <laughs> um, uh, and, but, you know, I, I, I just kind of very gradually absorbed more and more about what the fuck video games were uh, throughout the course of my life. Uh, a, a, a lot of it, a lot of my knowledge of video games, at least, like like, where it starts, comes from just, like, clicking around YouTube mindlessly, like, like, early 2000s YouTube, and then just finding, like, oh, what the fuck is this game? <laughs> like... I, I had, I almost had a very similar experience to you. I, I, I grew up as an Xbox guy. Okay. Um, we, uh, but I had a lot of Nintendo handhelds and stuff, and that, I, and sort of watching YouTube videos was how I got into a lot of, uh, retro games, and that's how I started getting into a lot of that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, 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 like, I, I distinctly remember just like going on YouTube and looking up all lowercase just Mario. <laughs> Mario. And just like there'd be like speed runs of fucking like Mario 3 and like Mario 64 and shit. Uh Mario 64 was like a like a, a very weird um case for me because I was like incredibly fascinated by this game and just like the movement and like how it looked and everything which was ridiculous because th this was an n64 game and it looked way worse than any of the like gamecube games that i had already been seeing throughout most of my life but i was just like whoa this is a, like this is the most fucking insane video game i've ever seen in my life and it's fucking mario 64 um, mario 64 is awesome so it, you know it, i'm i'm a little bit burnt on it 
on it now. Like, I, I feel like I've, you know, every, I, I feel like everyone's seen everything there is to see about Mario 64, especially now that, like, the leaks have happened. But, you know, but it, at, at that moment, I was like, this is fucking incredible. But every time I looked up videos of Mario 64, it was always, like, a speedrun or a TAS. So instead of just, like, seeing... Like, I wanted to just sit down and just absorb this game, but instead of getting to do that, this guy was flying around at 90 miles per hour and, like, clipping through walls and, like, <laughs> long jumping upstairs and shit. And I was like, this is... Th Why? Why is he doing this? <laughs> like, <laughs> how could he do this to me? You just wanted to go regular mode. Yeah, yeah like... I, I, yeah. Watch it. W looking up shit about video games on the internet and not actually playing them, that's a, that's a really... I had a very... That that's the way to do it because my my whole routine uh, in fifth grade was I would come home I would wake up I'd go to school and I'd come home and I'd crack open a root beer I drank so <laughs> much root beer in fifth grade that now I like can't drink it anymore. <laughs> you uh, ruined it for yourself. I drink like a root beer a day every oh. day in fifth grade. It's a oh, miracle no. all my teeth didn't fall out. Uh, <laughs> but then I would drink my root beer and I would watch YouTube videos on my shitty little computer and I would look at the Team Fortress 2 wiki and that would be that would be my entire afternoon. <laughs> that would, that would be all I would spend my day on. It was awesome. Incredible. Uh, but let's let's jump ahead to Little Big Planet itself. What 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 was your uh well, let's start with what is Little Big Planet 2? What is what is the game? Uh so Little Big Planet I I I get you can't really talk about 2 without contextualizing the whole series. Um, but Little Big Planet the series, so it's it's a it's a game where it it I guess primarily it's a game about making games in a sense. Yeah, that, it's, that's, it's it's a it's a platformer where you make your own levels. And yeah, stuff most of the time there's a story which we'll get to. But you, yeah, yeah, it it yeah it's a it's a it's a cre it's a I don't know how to describe it. They they it's a very like create play and share um type thing where basically people can make their own like platformer levels or using whatever fucking wizardry they want that the gate that the game's tools give you could just kind of make whatever um and just kind of send it out into the internet sphere um and you know you can just you can search them up and uh just fucking see what the fuck all the freaks all over the world are up to create creativity wise. And it's, it's a very like fascinating concept. It always has been to me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> yeah. It's ostensibly at its core. It's a platformer game. Yes. Uh, yeah. Where you make levels and share them with other people, but there is also a, a single player story mode. Yes. Uh, but the main draw is is the cr game creation thing, and that seems to be a common through line with a lot of uh, media molecule games. Yeah. So, what was your first experience with Little Big Planet Two, and and where were you sort of in your life at that point? Um. So, with Little Big Planet Two, I was I I had already been introduced to Little Big Planet One. Uh, funnily enough, because I was scrolling around on YouTube randomly and found a video about it, and I was like, "This looks fucking crazy." Um. And. God, I mean, so two was two thousand eleven, so I was eleven at that moment, uh, and I I was already like begging my mom to get me a PS three, um, <laughs> <laughs> because I just wanted Little Big Planet, um, and then 
you know, like commercials for two started popping up and I was like, what the fuck? And like, you know, people were, people who had the beta were like putting out videos of all like the crazy shit they were making with the new stuff. And I was like, I, this is fucking incredible. I can't believe this. And then eventually, just at some point, I just like convinced my mom and I just kind of gave up all the money I had in my fucking 11 year old possession. Uh, and we just got a PS3 and Little Big Planet 2. And then I sat there um, and played it nonstop for like a good like major period of my adolescence <laughs> just did, like, did you was this a fat ps3 or the slim ps3 oh man i think i don't know <laughs> it's fine. True, true truly i don't remember enough that you, my, my, you were so my, engrossed in the game yeah. My childhood PS3 stopped working a, a while ago, so I haven't, I haven't, you know, gotten to see it. It since. was in fact a PS3. Yeah, it, uh, it, damn, it sure was a PS3. So yeah, you already. Th- th- my next question was, what was your sort of history with the series before the game, but before this game? But we already sort of briefly mentioned that uh, this was the <laughs> first one you played. You had yes. knowledge of the original. Yeah. Uh, but the the first the first time I ever played it was uh, <laughs> this is a fun story. Um, in school in like fucking fifth grade, uh, I was sitting at lunch and talking about uh, uh, I was I was talking about this fucking new game I had discovered with my friends. Like, dude, there's this fucking game called Little Big Planet, and it's fucking crazy. You could just make whatever you want, and this kid who was also at the table with us, was like, I have that game. I, I, I got the new one. And I was like, and like, at completely as a joke, I was like, haha, lol, like, can I come over to your house, lol? And then like, later that week, my mom got a phone call from this kid's mom. Like, hey, apparently your kid wants to hang out. <laughs> and, then I, and then I went over to his house. And we just played Little Big Planet. And then that kid became like my best friend for several years. And it was really funny that we became friends entirely on a, like a really like shitty joke I made of just like, I want to come over to your house so I could play this video game that I want. But then we just actually ended up becoming like best friends. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eventually I got it myself. And yeah, that, that was kind of my <laughs> my my history there. Yeah, my my next question was uh before we get into the actual game itself. Uh yes. w- obviously there's the original game, there's the third one, there's the fucking like spin-offs. There's the yes. v- PlayStation Vita one, which is the yeah. only one I played before uh right. I did research for this episode. There's PSP, uh, there's Vita, and there's the racing game. <laughs> there's the racing game, there's the Sackboy game that's on uh PS5. Right. Which is actually very fun. I did not expect it to be as fun as it was. That has Uptown Funk in it, I think. It does, uh, yeah. <laughs> but what w- what about is there anything other than it was the first one you played that makes Little Big Planet 2 stand out the most? Um I mean, I I feel like a lot of um a lot of people within the <laughs> the the Little Big Planet fandom. <laughs> the Little Big Planet fandom is dying. <laughs> it, it, it like it truly is. Um but a lot of them I I I think the general consensus is that 2 is the best one because um like 
even though it has less features than three, um, Little Big Planet three, it was uh was uh I think a sumo digital joint because Media Molecule had moved on to uh making Dreams, I think. Uh, like at that point they were starting development, so they had Sumo Digital take over Little Big Planet three, mm-hmm. um, and it was like like kind of rushed. And a lot of the new features they added, like, weren't really substantial enough to for it to be, like, a full new $60 game. Uh, and, you know, it, 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 a lot of people just look more fond, look back more fondly on, on 2. Um, and I think for me, personally, other... Well, I... It stands out to me because it was, like, maybe one of the only video games I played for a very, very long time. Because, uh, for me, being, like, at the time, like, a a very, like, undiagnosed ADHD kid, uh, Mm. this, this, this little fucking game where I could play as a little guy and just, like, do whatever the fuck, like, weird creative shit I wanted to, like, in this little space was, like... It was, <laughs> it was like, oh, this is fucking everything. This is everything I need. Uh, so I don't know. It it the the game means a lot to me that way, just because I don't know. It 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 it, it was it was very important to me for a very long time. Uh, yeah, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I, yeah I'm not I great, I'm not great at explaining some things. That's something you will learn while we're recording this. But I will I <laughs> I will try my best. <laughs> no, it's it's fine. That's as I want those honest reactions. That's what I've made this show for. Gotcha. Uh, let Let's start talking about the actual game itself. All right. Uh, the Little Big Planet games all have a very uh, specific kind of art style. Yes. Uh, that that I I would call kitchen sink arts and crafts, and that there's. Yeah. It's very, there's a lot going on visually. Uh, yeah. So I guess what's your take on that art style? I think, I think it's really fun and a little bit kind of, I guess a little bit, especially within the Little Big Planet, um, like community in terms of like community stuff I saw. I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of people went like super crazy with trying to like make um at least it, it it depended on what people were making but so many people uh took the you know the base you know the the stuff you can build with um is a, it's it's like a it, the creation tool is essentially like a a weird paintbrush tool where yeah. you can you can select a material that you want so that would be like cardboard or fucking wood or whatever like wacky remixed versions of those that you can collect throughout the levels to get more variety um and you basically just like draw a shape and then work with that uh and i i i feel like a lot of people at least in like the community stuff that i saw would take stuff would take those and then like add a bunch of shit onto it and um kind of you know, just, like, go super crazy with it, which is fine. It was definitely, like, encouraged by the game itself to just, like, take this and go wild. But, you know, a, a lot a lot of people, it, in, in terms of what a lot of people in the community created, uh, was made to look, I guess, a lot more, I, I guess, like, realistic in a way. Like, you would see, like, oh, yeah, here's my fucking city level, and it's just, like, 
like here's everything I could possibly do to make this look as like just like a normal fucking human city as possible. Whereas, you know, throughout the story modes, the the campaigns in Little Big Planet, everything looks kind of cobbled together by the materials that they use. Yeah. Um because the thing about the the thing about the the story the the campaigns in these games wh- that's fucking incredible to me is that they are all made within the limits of this this um the the creation tools yeah um so there's no i i think the most like not um i think the closest thing to any like kind of outside interference with that is whenever um it, whenever uh, characters to and onward would speak, like story mode characters, uh, yeah. they would just be regular voiceover instead of like sounding like they came through a fucking eye toy, like <laughs> what people did for the cre- for the community yeah. stuff. <laughs> but that, but other than that, it was like entirely within the parameters of the game itself, and it's fucking insane. Yeah, um, they, they they really put in a lot of work to to make it. To, to make the player realize that you could make something like this with their tools. Yeah. It's, it's got the, it's got the feel of like building fucking cardboard forts as a kid. And like, I don't know. L- Little big planet. <laughs> Little big planet is the kind of game that like, Oh man, I'm trying to figure out a way to describe this, but you know, like you're looking out the car window and imagining a little guy running alongside you. Yes, Little Big Planet is like a game for people like that, where it's like it, 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 it. Oh man, I don't know. It's it's dictated entirely by, I I guess with without sounding cheesy, like your imagination. Imagination. That's a big theme of the game. Yeah, I get. I get what you mean. Stephen Merchant talks about it in the intro or whatever. Is that yeah, Stephen Merchant? I, I, I don't know. Forgetting. It's a it's a British man. Who cares? If it's if I'm getting it wrong, I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna feel so bad that I misnamed the Little Big Planet narrator guy. But You're a fake Little Big Planet fan. No. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I, I I get what you're trying to say. I think that I, I think that they put in they they specifically put in a lot of effort to make it seem that to to make to convey across to the player that sense of, of tactility, but also at the same time being like, Hey, you can make something exactly like this and even more with our tools that we're giving you. Yeah. And I think, I think that's where they really succeeded with this game. Oh yeah. Uh, Like we said, this game is ostensibly a platformer. So Mm -hmm. how, how does it stack up as a platformer to you? Because it is very, I I would describe the, the game's controls mostly as floaty, yeah, it's a very weird platformer because, like, I you know, ev- everyone's kind, everyone adjusts to, you know, like, fuck, you know, your your Mario's and Kirby's and whatnot. Um, and they they there's an effort to kind of keep uh keep everything uh going at a certain pace, so you know, like. Mario jumps and comes down at about the like you know a pretty quick period of time because you know you got to the, the the game's very much just like move forward and go quick with it um yeah. but little big planet feels like if you took Mario 
and like lowered the gravity a little bit, like just enough where it was like a little bit weird. Um, and like the thing is, is that it's not bad. Like the game is designed around it, so you know you're not trying to make jumps that you can't make because you're a you're a floaty little guy. Um, but like it 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 all together kind of. It, it it the game feels weird and i think that's kind of the point if that makes any sense yeah which <laughs> it certainly doesn't feel like a normal platformer and and there's a lot of uh there's also a lot of puzzle elements into it where you have to yeah, look around there, and kind of understand a, the level that you're in but yeah go ahead yeah there's a big there one of the big uh i i, I don't I, I don't know if it's if it's like a if it, it feels big to me by way of how they designed the game uh, yeah. But a bit, but a big thing of it is, um, you can you you have a grab button where mm. you can just like cling on to you know like th they'll have stuff like hanging from the ceiling that you can grab and swing around on. But also sometimes you can just like grab the floor you're on or like a wall, and you know just like pull shit around or lift shit up. Uh, yeah, and you know that come that plays into the platforming a lot. Um, and it's, it's, it's just very, like, it, it's not what I would expect from a typical, like, platformer game, because, like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's, no, I get it. Yeah. I feel like a lot, I, I feel like a lot of times, especially with the grabbing thing, like, if, if, you know, you walk up to your, your, your platform again, you walk up and, you know, typically you kind of just attach to whatever like thing you need to swing from or whatever, but little big planet, you have to do it manually. Um, and it's like a genuine physics system that you don't. Really yeah. It's in, it, in a really like weirdly extensive physics system where like, like, like different materials will fucking like react differently to what you do. And it's like all insanely thought out, and it's just a—it's a very weird game. Uh, yeah, it's—it's it's a physics system that's almost reminiscent of like a Valve game rather than something like you know Mario. Yeah, it's—they—they it's... they, they put in a lot of like like I said with the the art style, they put in a lot of work in trying to make it feel like it's a real thing. Yeah, it's yeah, it's fucking. I don't know. the The best way I could describe it is that it, as a platformer, it feels like really weird and really floaty. But I, but like I, I I'm almost positive that that was the point. That you're, yeah. you, you're, you're kind of like, I don't know. It the sort of sensation where, where like <laughs> you're trying to run in a dream, but you go way slower than what you expect you would. Yes. Um, but instead of that being terrifying and awful, it's like, okay, I can work around this. And like, <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's like, ooh, look at me, I'm floating around. Wee! Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So obviously, we talked about this game having a single player story. It's not exactly uh -huh. the main focus of the game, which we'll get into later. Right. Uh, but it. I, I guess the question is, what are your thoughts on the single player story? Uh, and what, what do you think its general purpose is other than just having a single player mode? Um, so the story in this game, um, it's like kind of it's a little bit basic in terms of um, so the story of the game 
uh, is that you are a little guy. You're a little Sack- guy in this little, little world. You're a little guy called Sackboy. He's a little felt cloth creature that you can customize to your heart's content. And they're and and they're and they're a, and they're and they're a darling little guy, um and, uh, I get I guess you live on Little Big Planet I guess uh but I I I believe they I call it I, I believe they call it Craft World um yeah, there's, like a, there's like a Craft World within the Little Big Planet and it it, it, it the, the this game does not exactly have extensive lore <laughs> well uh, yeah so you've okay. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm racking through everything in my brain. So you live in Craft World, which is, um, I th- yeah, it, it's a it's a planet in what is called the Imagisphere. Oh um, yeah, and there's a whole like lovely intro sequence about it in the beginning that like makes me cry when I listen to it now. Uh, where you know. Uh, narrator guy, just the, one of the, a very kind sounding British man will tell, will talk about dreams and ideas and, you know, uh, and how, how it all forms together. Like everyone's kind of thoughts and ideas and creativity coalesces into this manifestation of that, uh, called Little Big Planet. Dreams, fantasies, ideas. Where do they go when life brings you tumbling back to the now? One by one, they drift away to the cosmic imagisphere. From the atomic to the galactic, they dance and they whirl unfettered by worry and concern. The heavenly ballet of the wonder play. And sometimes, this dance creates something astonishing. Out pops a transcendental dream verse, a remarkable place where the real meets the fantastic. And this vast expanse of imagination has a name. They call it Little Big Planet. So, okay. Craftworld is this little, is this, um, planet in that space, uh, that is currently uh, being assailed. It is under it is under attack by a creature or a machine or just something. It's never really explained what it is, uh, other than a funny vacuum cleaner shape. Uh, but it's it's yes. this it's it's this thing called the Negativitron. It's a big vacuum cleaner with big scary eyes and big scary horns, and it goes oh ho ho ho, and it just sucks up all the stuff going on it on the planet, which you know, like, it obviously is a sort of you know something about art block or motivation to be creative. It you know yes. it's got that it's got a lot of that theme going on, especially at the end. I guess I don't want to talk about the end super <laughs> like I mean, right now. This is a this is a spoiler filled podcast. You can talk about whatever the fuck you want. There's no limits here. Okay, I'll 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 get a little context in there, I guess. But so the the fucking the planet is under attack by the Negativitron, right? And um, you team up with an assortment of wacky colorful characters uh 
um, to form the Alliance, as you are called. Um, and it's comprised entirely of you, I think, five other guys, and then an army of robots. <laughs> um, yep. Where you and all your teammates, uh, uh, you know, go and confront him. And then he, like, speaks full sentences out of nowhere. Like, the whole game, he's just been, like, making Bowser noises. Like, just going, like, Bruh! But, like, at the very end, he has, like, a whole monologue where he's like, I exist within every one of you. And it's like, whoa, dude. <laughs> like, and, you know. I am writer's block. Ah. <laughs> yeah, but, like, it, it, it's very, it sounds very cheesy when I describe it. But, like, in that moment, it's like, wow. Like, damn, <laughs> he ain't lying. <laughs> But like, yeah, um, like there's, there's a buildup to it and it's not, it, it feels very sudden if you're just describing it, but right. uh, it, it's, I think it, there's a natural buildup to it. So the, the main purpose of it, basically to actually answer your question, I think the story mode is fucking awesome. If not very simple, but I think that that's part of the charm. Uh, but I, I, I think obviously the main purpose of it was we need to have a single player thing uh because uh one just so there's more of a game to play instead of just the creation tools but i think what what this game does a great job of uh in its single player is kind of introducing you to the things that you can do within the the creation tools um like as you progress through you you'll you'll encounter more and more of like the like power-ups and mm. mechanics and like little tools you can use um that that you know the the creators themselves kind of slowly drip feed you context on what you can do with it and then like uh at least for me like after playing through the game and like replaying it a little bit later um like I like you can sit down and play this game and then you'll like start to notice like oh I think I know how they made this level like I think I know how they made this little obstacle here or how they like achieved this you know this little like vehicle that you can drive around and it's yeah. like really interesting um and I you know that I, that that that's kind of I like I'm I'm sure like mechanically that that was the purpose of the single player is just kind of you know, drip feed you the things that you can do and achieve with it, um, it in a way that makes you feel smart as fuck when you learn those things uh, and realize, oh, that's how they did this. Um, so it, 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 it not only, you know, teaches you how to use the, the, uh, the, the game creation tools, but it also makes you feel like a fucking brain genius whenever you do learn it. So it's like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, it's <clears throat> they 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 purposefully sprinkle the the those uh bubbles things that let you uh unlock different stuff. Yeah. Uh, and 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 like like I said earlier, I think it's a valuable way of, of teaching the player that you can make these levels. Not only can you make these levels that uh you're playing in by giving you the things that the level is made out of, but also it's basically saying, "Hey, you take these and do whatever you want with them." Uh, and, and I think they, they do a, a good job at, at conveying that to the player through the story. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's fucking great. And and, and you know, even then, e- even with that, you know, the 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 story is even if it is like kind of silly um it is you know i i i think any anyone who does anything creative knows um the the experience of you know having an art block or anything like that or you know any sort of like cloudy feeling about like your work and you know whether or not you could whether or not you are qualified to do what you do um, and you know, they all understand they, the evils of vacuum cleaners. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but the, I don't know, the, the, the game's like kind of like fun and heartwarming and it's like, yeah, like, you know, you can find a way to overcome that, <laughs> you know, anyone could do it. Yeah. Uh, so this game also has a, a co-op mode. Did you ever oh, yeah. play a lot of that? Oh yeah. Um, the well, yeah, so you can play through the entire single player campaign with up to four people at once. Um, Which sounds insane. It oh, it's 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 fucking awesome. Uh, uh, and the like certain story mode levels are like kind of built around that throughout the entire like Little Big Planet series in single player levels. Occasionally, you'll pass by like a little area off to the side with a big glowing sign on it that says this is the amount of players that you need for this little mini game challenge over here and you know you can assemble your fucking gaggle of little freaks and go over to that challenge and then you can get like whatever fucking prizes or materials or like costume bits or whatever you know whatever what whatever the game decides to give you for that and yeah. it's 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 a very fun little thing to add in because you know like you they like they probably could have gotten away with just letting you play with multiple people throughout the story mode but adding those little side sections in just for the fuck of it makes makes that game so much more fun when you yeah. like you know like that that much more fun and also encourages um multiplayer uh, for collecting all the stuff, all the, you know, like the hundred percent completion idea, you know, if you want to get all the stuff you can use in the thing, you got to play with your friends to unlock them. And it's yeah. crazy. It, I think that mm-hmm. adds to the general encouragement of cooperation that yeah. is not just Creation in the single player. Yeah. yeah. It's not just in the single player, but also in the multiplayer. Uh, yeah, the 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 creative online stuff. That's what I mean when I say multiplayer. Yeah, you uh, can you can you can make levels with people, and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, you can make levels with people, or and... you, or or you can just do what me and my friends did a lot, where you could just go creative mode and just find fucked up ways to blow each other up. Like tr- like straight up, you could just do whatever you want with however. The many world people. is your oyster. The, the little big planet is your oyster. Is your little big oyster. Little big oyster. Uh, that's <laughs> also. Of the... I, also, I, I I would like to highlight um maybe the most important feature in the multiplayer, uh, which is that Media Molecule had the fucking genius idea, where um so it part of the controls in this game is with with your PlayStation controller. If you hold the bumpers, um you uh you your character will stop in place 
and your joysticks suddenly control their arms. So you can like do a little dance or do some funny little poses. Um, yeah. But what you can also do uh, is maybe the is maybe the most unnecessary but crucial features of this game is if you hold that down and flick in a direction with a stick really hard, your your character will just full swing, like rail back and like <laughs> like it, it, like slap in a direction. Uh, yeah. so you, in multiplayer, <laughs> you just smack the shit out of your friends. You could, you could just, you can walk up to someone and just smack them and it completely incapacitates them for like three seconds where you have to watch them get back up <laughs> and brush off. And it's, it's so fun. So we've sort of had this long discussion about the cooperative stuff, but that sort of leads me to my next point, which is about, uh, you know, the main appeal of this game, which is making custom levels. Right. Uh, so the, the question, those question I have is, is what are your sort of memories of the custom levels that other people made? Um, are there I, any ones that stand out to you that you really enjoyed? Th there's an insane range of stuff that people would make. Like people could, you, you could go from like, uh, uh, what, what, what people called role play worlds where essentially it was just a big map. It would be like a town or a fucking like amusement park or something like that, where you could just go around and like enter random rooms and just kind of fuck around and like play pretend with your friends. Basically, you could go from something like that to like Tetris or here's fucking Super Mario Land for the Game Boy. Like here's just an entirely different video game that. I rebuilt within this engine uh so there there truly is just like a very wide variety of stuff you could find um one of my favorites uh that i could that i can think of off the top of my head there is a series of levels uh that someone made that are all extremely high quality um it's a series of levels called i believe a malevolent tale mm -hmm. Which serves as a prequel to Little Big Planet Two, basically, where there are characters in Little Big Planet One that make cameo appearances in like one level of Little Big Planet Two, uh, which is in a, which is in is in a world called uh, Eve's Asylum, where uh, uh, it's it, it straight up it's just like a madhouse. Basically, it's like a very like pretty overgrown madhouse, but it's like, here's just a building full of crazy people. Uh, and in the background of one of these, in one of these levels, you can just see, hey, here's like the villain from the first game, like a bunch of these other characters from that game. And this yeah. level, th this series of levels serves to say, hey, what happened to these characters that put them here? <laughs> and it's like such an interesting idea to me. If if you showed that to me without me knowing that someone created it, I would have thought it was like DLC or something because they really like went hard enough on it where it feels like it feels like the that the devs made it and it's like really crazy good and that's like always been one of my favorite experiences with that. Um, yeah, uh, 
I, I like I never had I mean I had a PlayStation 3, but not until like way later. I want to say like 2014, 2013, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh so I never got to experience a lot of these games. Like I said, the only one I played before I did the research for this episode was uh the Vita the v- one. The Vita one, yeah. Because <clears throat> I was I'm I'm a I'm a Vita head. I love the Vita. Yeah. Uh but I do remember watching a lot of YouTube videos about little big planet levels people made. And like somebody made like a super in-depth recreation of Rapture from Bioshock that I really, yeah. really loved. Uh, with like mm-hmm. the lighthouse and then it would go down in the bathosphere into the city and then it'd have all the welcome area. Yeah. It's just in, you know, it's, we're going to talk about briefly Dreams later, the the, the game that Media Molecule would make, uh, the most recent one they've made, which is another uh-huh. game creator uh, type thing. Uh, and that's a lot more open with what you can do with that. But Little oh, Big yeah. Planet, you can you're basically pretty much restricted to making two D side scrolling platformer levels. Yes. Uh, but just the fact that people can make so, so super intricate stuff like that, I think, uh, is really a testament to the 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 freedom that they give you, even when you're so constrained like that. Uh huh. Sometimes too much freedom, which is so which is another uh, Little Big Planet community story that I would like to tell yeah, uh, go ahead. for a moment. Uh, Little Big Planet uh, has this feature with the online sharing where you can lock or unlock levels. Um, yeah. And what that means is if uh, if you lock a level, that means it is completely isolated to your little planet account. Uh, and that that is the only place that um, you can experience that. However, if you keep it unlocked, that means that people can access them in creative mode. Uh, and just fuck up your levels. And just completely fuck around with it, uh, and then post it themselves. Which led to, maybe, so, one of the most infamous members of the Little Big Planet community that I don't see <laughs> people talk about anymore, which is a man... Named Latin Player Ten, uh, who is one guy. Well, I I can only assume one guy with like eight accounts, <laughs> like eight <laughs> different, like Latin Player Eleven, Twelve, Thirteen. Like like it went for a while. There was just some guy with like so many different accounts that downloaded a bunch of levels from like one, like all the way back to like Little Big Planet One. And just kept fucking posting them again. <laughs> like, little bit, the, the search engine for the online thing, what you had like featured levels, which were levels that like the mods or like the devs like highlighted, like these are really good, check them out. Um, or like, th- like favorited levels that you've selected. But there was also something called the cool pages, which was the essentially cool pages. <laughs> yeah. Which was essentially like the trending page, like what, like what is like most recent, and what are people playing at that moment? Latin Player Ten had a fucking monopoly over the cool pages because <laughs> he and his like eight alternate accounts just kept posting like survive the fucking shark disaster, run from Jeff the Killer, like, all these fucking random levels that he just downloaded and plastered his name all over. Like, you would enter the level, and there would be a big wall with a big picture of his his PSN name on it. 
So, like, everyone always knew if it was one of the levels that he just took and stole. Um, awesome. But he just had a complete... Every fucking level, every other level on the cool pages was something from this guy. And it was, like, infuriating, and everyone hated him. But and nobody at, could stop him. He was so devilish. Could stop him. And like looking back on it, it's so funny. Like in that moment, like I would be playing and I would be like, oh, it's another fucking Latin player ten level. But, God like, damn it. It's like when you buy fake Jordans at Times Square. Yeah. You're like, oh, it's a Latin player ten. Fuck. God, yeah. But it's so funny to me now that just one guy was like I need to get, I need to farm for views on Little Big Planet. <laughs> People have to have their own little worlds that they can control in Latin player. <laughs> he had, he had Little he, Big Planet he was too, the, down he was the He was the master of that fucking world. He was the lord of the Little Big Planet. He was the lord. Uh, of, well, he was the lord of the cool pages, dude. He was the coolest guy. He was the coolest guy on the pages. Uh, did you make a lot of levels yourself? I... I did, but I've taken them all down. <laughs> um, did how did that experience sort of impact you in making your levels and eventually taking them down? I mentioned earlier um, that like there were a lot of people who just kind of like made other shit instead of like kind of working with um, the 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 stuff they were given. I guess. Yeah. Well, everyone worked with what they were given, but you know, a lot of people like went really hard on making this as like completely as possible. Mm -hmm. I was kind of one of those people, um, where I was just like, "Oh, hey, here's fucking like, I don't know, here's just like, here's a Mario level." Yeah. <laughs> like, um, one of one of my dream projects when I was playing that game that I never finished, I I, I was never able to finish was. Like, I want to recreate all of City Escape from Sonic Adventure 2 with Big Planet. <laughs> like, I, I, I would, you know, I was building the fucking, I was like watching gameplay and like trying to match the colors of buildings in the background. And I was like, I gotta like, like make the music or try to make some of the music. Cause uh, one of the things you can do, there are these things called music sequencers, which is essentially yes. just an entire like DAW <laughs> that you can make little MIDI songs and people like posted like, Oh yeah, here's my cover of this song, this thing. And I had a couple of those. Um, but you know, I was, I was trying to, I was still trying to like make my own stuff too. And like, I'm like still into making music now. Like I think, I think little big planet influenced me in that way where I'm like, I, I just like working with fucking like music stuff now. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, like, random Sonic level idea was, like, like, I labored for months on that and then just, like, could never finish it for some reason. I was, like, I don't know, just, like, do doing that for the longest time and, like, like, going back and changing shit that I had already done and eventually just getting so burnt out on it that I just stopped, uh, was one of my, like, major memories with creating stuff, um... Other than just like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. I like, I, I don't remember a lot of the stuff that was up on my little like planet, um, but I'm sure it was like also Sonic related. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so would you, would you say that your experience is making this 
um, just sort of making stuff, fiddling around a little big planet was sort of valuable for you as someone who would later go on to be like, uh, you know, doing a bunch of other things like art and music. Oh, absolutely. That little, little big planet was my main like creative outlet for a good majority of my life. Uh, and you know, obviously, obviously I've moved from it now. Like, like, you know, I don't play the game anymore. Um, I know, I know you made the liars club theme entirely in little big planet. <laughs> That would be so funny if I, like all of my music was still made in this little MIDI thing in Little Big Planet. It's like people who still make music in Mario Paint. You could be yeah, that guy. I could be that guy. But yeah, like I, I think just uh you know being given that um being given that much control I could create uh has d- definitely for better or worse, made me really inspired to do a lot of um shit of my own. Where you know, I I I I draw a lot now. You know, I still work with music. I like I yeah. I have like I have like ideas for games I want to make now. Um, and I think that is maybe entirely because like. I played Little Big Planet <laughs> and and like went really hard on some things. Like this is like something that I could maybe achieve some. Like I could do this if I, which was like probably the goal of the game. It, um, which you know, like hey, if they did a good job. <laughs> yeah, that's that that's part of the reason why I got excited when you uh you selected Little Big Planet 2 for Actually, I didn't even tell you what this was. I was just like, I have an idea. What's your favorite game that you would want to talk about? You're know, like Little Big Planet 2, and I just didn't tell you after that. I I I don't know if you've I don't know if you've talked about that, but like Lex's process for selecting people in games was seemingly just messaging someone on Discord, "Hey, what's your favorite video game that you could talk about for a while?" And then them answering, and them going okay, and then not saying anything else about it. Literally, literally, literally this is this is our this is our DM table. I said the first DM I ever sent to Nifty was in January of this year, where it says developing an idea. What would you say is your favorite game that you could talk about for thirty minutes to an hour? And he said, "A oh, little big planet too. Thank you. I'll keep you posted on this idea soon." I I can't. <laughs> and then I sent you. Then like earlier this week, I sent you an invite to this Discord server that we're recording <laughs> right now. It's just entirely like I keep everyone in the dark. Yeah, like obvi- obviously, I figured it out. Like once it come out, it's like, oh yeah, this rocks. Uh, but you know, for a while, I was like, what the fuck? It, what's he building in there? What's he building in there? <laughs> I, I like to keep people on their toes so they don't know what the fuck is going on. Uh, yeah. So I, I got a couple more questions. These are some easier ones before we wrap things up. All right. Uh, what would you say is the weakest aspect of the game? The two things I can think of is there are some limits in the creation tools that feel like very arbitrary um, for no reason. And the thing is, like, obviously, you know, limits had to be imposed for, like, making sure the game could run correctly. Um, but I also think, I also think now, like, I think these limits were good because, you know, that inspired people to work within those limits and figure out what they could do. But at least in my memory, 
Um, one of the most annoying things that about Little Big Planet, uh, was that in the creation tool you have, um, I think about like three to like five or six layers of stuff to work with. Like you have you have three main um layers where your character can move between. Uh, and then you have little in-between stuff where you can place, like, background elements and stuff. Yeah. Um, and, like, I, I, I think I appreciate it now, which, it, you know, that does not answer this question at all, and I'm very sorry. <laughs> this, this is straight up the closest thing I can think of. But at the time when I was playing this, I was like, man, I wish I had more space. And a lot of people did, to the point where... There were like glitches that people discovered that was like, oh, okay, you just you, you, here's infinite fucking space to play with, uh, and eventually, hey, whatever like, works, yeah, and eventually, like, which even then is like, damn, they sure did work within the confines of the game to do something more, which is like, I guess, still part of the goal, even if it's a little up, uh, but it, it even like in Little Big Planet three, like they like almost tripled the amount of space you could work with in levels um for better or for worse um but so there there was that but i think maybe e even i i think maybe the closest thing uh i i could think of to um an actual like problem with the game uh was maybe uh even though i talked about how funny it was uh, uh like a lot of the community control or quality control with community stuff was a little bit of an issue. Um, because, you know, you you had one guy stealing a bunch of levels and just continuously posting them. Uh, but, you know, you also had, like, you know, if you, give, if you give a lot of creative control and creative freedom to people on the internet, sometimes they're a little upsetting with it. Uh, and, you know... Yeah. Like, that, that'll end up on, you, you know... You, that that'll end up there sometimes, and it's like, okay, like fucking come on. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that that that's that's a risk you always end up taking, uh, with that, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and well, I feel and I and I feel like there was, I don't know, I I I, I don't even know if this was like an actual problem or if it or if I'm or if I'm truly just reaching for things to answer this question with. But I feel like I do remember, like, you know, like the the the, the moderation being a little shaky. Um, yeah. Like, like, like I got bullied on Little Big Planet. <laughs> that was, <laughs> there was, well, so uh, that that's another story. There was some guy who was like mean as fuck to my friend. And okay, it, when I say I got bullied. I, I will preface that I was also part of the problem here because I did instigate this guy for being mean to my friend and, <laughs> and like got in, got into a fucking like online feud with this guy um where he would just like spam all the comments on my profile and my levels with like fuck you like I'm awesome fuck you like um and you know that that's kind of just standard online video game fare but, like, I don't know. I wish there were more... I don't... I don't know. I don't know how yeah. much more they could have done without, like, really kind of limiting what people could do in a in a way that... You know, like... 
there there's like there's like moderation and then there's like moderation that goes too far to the point where it's like oh hey you can't post this video on youtube because like there's two seconds of a song in it you know what i mean and and uh, and you know this was this was still eleven years ago. This was this in was, yeah. Many this ways, was twenty eleven. <laughs> in, in, in many ways, this was still the wild west of online game moderation. Yeah, you know, there, there was there was stuff with like World of Warcraft and MMOs at the time, but this was a lot of a lot of the time. This was console gamers' first experience with having to deal with this kind of stuff. Yes, uh, and so you know things like that happen. Uh, you might have already answered this question, but w- what do you think is the strongest aspect of the game? Um, I think the strongest aspect of Little Big Planet is probably uh, I don't I I want I mean the obvious answer is probably the 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 creation tools, right? Yeah. Um, because uh, you know they're they're incredibly extensive for just one video game uh and like they like would add more and more shit like because something that i that i have not brought up little big planet has a shit ton of dlc like you can buy like fucking like costumes and entire like world themes and like you know more materials and stickers to use um and like like for the longest time they just kept putting shit into this fucking like machine basically and it and it just like still worked um i think i i think part of i don't know at least for me i i think the strongest part of little big planet is definitely uh i guess overall how much um how much uh like care went into it as a whole if that is a if is an answer that makes sense because that makes sense yeah because with how extensive and thought out the um, the creation tools are like you know you could like there's there's like what feels like an entire like mini programming language that comes with creation tools in little big planet that people learned that i learned for a while um uh, and you know you had like music tools and like like photo tools like you had all sorts of shit up like like all like almost every like they thought of almost everything and then like that kind of like thought and care and polish extended to the single player stuff and you know all the like multiplayer like side levels you could unlock and you know like across the board you know it was it was you know you could you could tell that these people fucking loved making this game and yeah you know it 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 shows through in a way to the point where i think that's maybe my answer of what the strongest part of this video game is that's fair i totally understand it's it's obviously the game that has a lot of of heart and energy put into it yeah uh in in the single let's go back to the single player for one more question about that uh Uh what would you say is your favorite level from that my favorite level from the Little Big Planet 2 story campaign is a level, I think it's the third, um, I guess like world, basically. You, you, uh-huh. you, um, it is called The Factory of a Better Tomorrow. It is um, a very, like, what feels like, like 
50s retro, like, I don't know what to call it, like, very uh, industrialist world yeah. where, you, you know, you're, you're, you're in a big factor. Um, it's, it, it's run by a guy called Clive Handforth, which is a man made out of talent. Uh, a, ver a very, very sad man made out of um, and he's like, oh, my factory's been overrun by robots, you have to help me. Uh, and he sounds exactly like that. <laughs> and, um, you have to go in and, like, help him get his shit back together. Uh, cause you, like, you find him and he's, like, living in the trash. And, like, <laughs> miserable. Yeah. Um, and then you go into this, it's, like, very dark and, like, kinda dingy, but there's also a lot of, like, you know, there's there's all sorts of like fucking crusher machines and like fucked up like factory shit. But there's also like a lot of like fun neon lights and like the sound like the main soundtrack for that level is like very like jazzy and yeah. like like kind of snasty with it. Um and it's like very it's such a weird I, it feels like such a weird outlier because all the other levels are like, here's like an old Victorian town or like a big, like bakery castle, like space <laughs> or, but uh, granted there's also the fucking like, like fucking insane asylum level, but it's, it's a lot more like gussied up than just here's a weird, gross, fucked up factory. Um, and like, I don't know, like, just all the art direction is, like, it, it's covered in, like, fucking, like, like, revolution posters and shit. Like, yeah. It, 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 it's, it's, like, Fallout-esque, almost, it feels like, where, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, it's, it, it feels like such an interesting outlet, um, that I was always very intrigued, uh, and, you know, you're, you know, you're running around and, like, pulling levers to activate explosives and shit or like make a make a make a big robot hand do the finger and then it like censors itself <laughs> like all sorts right. of shit goes on in that um and it's i don't know i think it's i think it's just my favorite purely because of how like different and interesting it is like compare like comparative to this very different and interesting video game <laughs> like yeah it, I, I think there's a lot of of really fun levels like that i think mine is probably uh i think it might be in world two it's called brainy cakes uh yeah yeah that's fucking uh I, it the, the 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 thing i like the most about it is number one it's it's got a very interesting aesthetic where it's like all the i think you're in like a candy world you're basically like in candy land yeah uh, yeah this is yeah World Two is a place called Victoria's Lab. Victoria is a is a is a like a steampunk bakery woman who runs a big castle that's entirely dedicated to making fucking treats. Cakes. But it's yeah. been overrun by and it's being used to make goons. The thing that, that interests me the most about that is is again those sort of physics platforming puzzles like where you have to grab onto like a cake and then jump onto like a spinning wheel thing that the cake will slot into so that you can yeah. ride to the next okay, area. I didn't, I didn't I didn't know you meant specific levels. I thought you meant like um no no I mean uh, your answer works. It, it's uh, I will say there is there there is there is there I do have a favorite level within the fact 
and I don't remember what it's called, but what it is is um you rally so your your goal in the factory of a better tomorrow is to um uh so the the factory uh is you know it's building these little robot guys or I think it's like helping cuz I think I think like cake woman is also like baking robots. I don't know, but uh but basically you have to go to this guy's factory get all these robots that are like all fucked up and mind controlled. Um uh and this level you're like care you're um you're you've you've like cured all of these little robot guys of their mind control, but they're all like scared and they're like kind of like avoiding you. Um at least like there's a level before it where you know you're trying to lead them to the goal by making them run away from you in the path. Um but this level this level that comes after that uh, where they're still afraid of you, but you open, you pull a lever, and a box opens, and a holograph of, like, a cute female robot comes out and starts singing a song, and then, like, and then they all crowd around her to, like, like, dance and sing along, and it's, it's a, it's a song called, I, I think it's by a group called HP, like, this is, like, a, the one of the things about Little Big Planet that I've not mentioned, al almost the entirety of the soundtrack is like licensed music. Um, yeah, that's the next and, question I had to ask. Uh, and this and this song is called "I Have Changed" by I think H.P. Ryan. It's just this very like, like, very very jazzy like one of those like like baby come back i'm sorry for what i did to you songs but it's so it's so weird <laughs> because like there's no build up to it you just open this box and then this hologram comes out and starts singing and this song kicks in and it like it's like really funky and like like it's it's just so out of nowhere and like the entire level is built around opening this hologram box to make these little guys follow you around because they want to listen to this song. And it's, so, it's like, so fun to me. I think that's probably my favorite level of the entire game. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's, that's, those are, that's a good option. Yeah. Uh, the next question I have is, well, what's your favorite song from the soundtrack, which is mostly all licensed songs? Um, in term, well, so, it, in terms of, uh, what's, uh, in terms of what isn't licensed, like there is original music. Um, yeah, I, 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 I am in a hard mix between the theme for the Factory of a Better uh, and also the theme for, uh, Victoria's Laboratory, the which is like very like, I guess like, like orchestra metal. Like you, you have you have like a you have like a like a kind of like there's like a small like choir you're going like da 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 um and like um a lot of the original soundtrack in this game like is like interactive so as you progress through the levels like certain parts of it will kick in and you know you're you're this you have this very whimsical like silly choir with like little like uh bottle blower like doo, 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 
like music going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then like a little bit into level, like suddenly like fucking like really hard guitars will start to kick in and go like dun ga dun ga dun. And it's like really weird. I don't know. I like I like a lot of the weird shit in this game. Uh yeah. of which there is a lot of. Uh but I don't I I I guess Vic I guess Victoria's lab kind of speaks out to me a little bit more because, uh, you know, the factory of a better morrow is very, you know, industrial and jazzy and that kind of fits. And Victoria's lab is like very whimsical and silly, but then there's also like orchestra metal in there and like for no reason. And it's kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think most of the songs that I liked mostly gravitated toward the 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 license stuff. Oh uh, yeah, th- th- there's a song I think I think it's like you unlock it after the end of the first level of the final chapter. Uh, it's not my passion pit called Sleepyhead that I think I really, really was good. I I was yes. just about to fucking talk yes. about Sleepyhead. That is That's... the credits theme for this game. Yes. I completely fucking forgot about it for a little bit until just now. I scrap all that shit I just said. My favorite song from Little Big Planet 2 is Sleepyhead by Passion Pit. <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's so it, good. It, it, it's the, like... it, the, the sound of the song is all almost feels like it is cobbled together. Uh like the like the visuals of the game itself and I think that's yeah. really effective in that way. I got two more questions. All right. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Media Molecule has, has basically moved on from this franchise, essentially. They make uh, they made Dreams, they made Tearaway, mm-hmm. uh, and they basically shopped out Little Big Planet to other uh, companies. You know, even still, there hasn't been like a mainline Little Big Planet game since I think either, either 3 or the Vita. I don't remember which one came out first. I, th- I, I think uh, 3 is the most recent in terms of actual mainline Little Big Planet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so do you think they're ever going to make another one of these? Or will it no. ever be as good as the first two? No, and I don't think they should. I think, Fair enough. I think Little Big Planet has had its time. I, 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 I think it's a very good series, and I think it's kind of all wrapped up in a nice little bow. And I feel like if they went back and made another, I would be a little bit excited, but I would also be... Like, man, they didn't have to come back. Like, they didn't have to come back to this. I think, yeah. I think the, you know, Sackboy A Big Adventure is, like, fun, and it's a good game. And I think if they, I think if they, you know, if they were to continue to, like, make games in that, like, universe, I guess, then I would be alright with it. Um, But I don't, th- I don't think there should be another big planet game that is fair because i feel like a lot of the ideas that they took from that they got from little big planet they ended up expanding upon a lot more in dreams yeah uh which is basically like little big planet on steroids where you can do literally anything yeah where it's it, it, we just we put a we put a we put a game engine on in on playstation on, on, uh, on playstation hardware that you can just fuck around with 
So I, I think that, yeah, you're right. I think that this franchise has really had its its time in the sun, and now they can make funny little Sackboy games whenever they want. Yeah. Uh, last question. All right. How has Little Big Planet 2 affected you? How has it made you think about games differently? Oh, man. This game... Man, this game has affected me. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I think I've always had, like, a bit of an interest of like what goes on under the in video games uh ever since i discovered (laughs) ever since that in like 2008 i on youtube i discovered that you could like mod super smash brothers brawl i was like how like how does video games work um man uh so i don't know I I think the I think the curiosity in me that you know has has for a long time wondered like you know how 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 does stuff like this get made I you know I've like I I but I I've I've always been interested in like animation and stuff so you know I I've always had a lot of desire to get in on like the creative process of a lot um and I think uh. Getting into Little Big Planet and Little Big Planet Two, especially, has kind of uh, allowed me to get a taste of that, um, and has since uh, inspired me tenfold to be like, I want to do something creatively fulfilling and like put it out in the world, for people to have and enjoy, like I do. Um, yeah, yeah. I I think that you put that really really well. Yeah, uh, and that's. That's all, folks. That's the end of the episode. Uh, Damn. Nifty, thank you for, for coming onto this program to talk about this video game. Thank you for having me. It's uh, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Do, do you have anything that you want to plug or, or shout out, or do you got anything going on before uh, we end things off? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I don't nothing know. going on. N- n- nothing, nothing personally, but you that know. You can share. Uh, but I don't know. I have like I stream sometimes. Uh, you I don't know. You could follow me on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube at the Nifty Table. Uh, I I am not very active of a poster, but whenever I do, I try to <laughs> like this game has inspired me to. I try to go hard with. It. Um. So hey, if you're ever interested in checking me out or you know hearing about stuff that I'm in or stuff that I'm doing you can come follow me <laughs> and you've you've also done stuff with uh well we we talked earlier about how you the work with liars club a friend of the yeah. show liars club oh uh, god yeah. I, on, yeah on this I, on the stream on the streams of friend of the show jackson and future friend of the show robbie yeah yeah check out liars club <laughs> check out check out liars club check out liars uh, club i i make I, I, I get ordered around to make silly little jingles for them sometimes. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. But, yeah. Uh, that's, like, like we said, that's our show. Next week, we're talking about... Uh, we're having uh, one of my oldest friends, Tyler, on. And we're going Ooh. to talk about Mega Man Legends. Oh, yeah, uh, dude. Which is going to be very interesting because I'm a, I'm an original Mega Man guy and I have no Ooh. familiarity with this at all, so I'm going to have to do a lot of research for this. Oh, that's uh, fun. It's, it's going to be very, very interesting. Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'll see everybody next week. Stay responsible. Uh, bye-bye.
Shutterball Productions.